Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of September 18, 2016. Each fall, ACB Families invites everyone to participate in a conference call that is guaranteed to help with holiday shopping ideas. Denise Russell of Speak to Me will be with us on Sunday, October 9, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to share all the latest talking gadgets for the upcoming season. The great thing about this call is that Denise actually demonstrates the products so you can hear exactly what they sound like before you buy. Plan to be with ACB families for our fun-filled Speak to Me call on Sunday, October 9, at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific. Dial 712-432-3900 and enter code 796 There's a new show coming to ACB Radio very soon, and it's sponsored by ACB Families. Called Everything's Relative, the show is 30 minutes long and will include health tips and information, quick and easy ideas for the home, and much more gleaned from quality websites around the Internet. Everything's Relative will be coming your way in a few short weeks. Watch for it beginning on Friday nights just before Main Menu. It will also be available by podcast. There are at least two Deb Lewises in ACB. One is our Deb Lewis from here in Louisville. She has served as President of the Kentucky Council of the Blind since 2012, and she has been a guest a number of times here on Soundprints. This week, we meet Deb Cook-Lewis from Washington State. Deb has been an active ACB radio personality for a number of years, and she was one of eight leadership fellows at the 2016 ACB Conference and Convention in Minneapolis. Deb Cook-Lewis came to Minneapolis as treasurer of her state affiliate, the Washington Council of the Blind, and left the convention as a first-time member of the ACB Board of Publications. She is an extremely interesting person, very personable, and we know you will enjoy meeting her on page two. When we talk about accessible electronic-type games today, our thoughts most often turn to apps, and most often they're for the iPhone. And many of us certainly are caught up in Dice World, one or more of the blindfold games, trivia crack, or adventure games that take us to a fantasy world. At the GLCB roundabouts, people discover that they can improve their iPhone skills by playing games. But games don't always have to be apps or the standard card or board games just to be fun. At an August roundabout, we discovered that many people had never seen the old Tiger Electronic games such as Brain Warp and Brain Shift. While you can't buy these games at Toys R Us or Walmart anymore, 
You can find them online, and they are just as much fun today as they were in the late 1990s. Listen on page 3 as we demo some of these old games and share how to shop for them online. And on page 4, you'll find the Soundprints calendar. Page 2 with me on the phone is Deb Cook-Lewis. Deb was one of the leadership fellows this last summer at the ACB convention in Minneapolis. And uh, in true leadership fellow fashion, she was elected to the Board of Publications and is a new member on the BOP. And she's with us today. Welcome, Deb. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, that was quite a jump into uh, leadership to uh, sort of just move right from being a <laughs> fellow to the BOP, and I think if I'd known that was going to happen, I, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> Talk no about idea. diving in head first. I had no idea, that's right. <laughs> well, Deb, tell, we, we haven't had you as a guest on Soundprints before. Uh -huh. um, uh, several people, many people I'm sure, uh, have have known of you and have known you in many different ways because you have been a broadcaster on ACB Radio. I'm not sure that a lot of our listeners know you very well. So tell us about your, you know, your background, your hobbies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just mm -hmm. kind of introduce yourself to us. Sure. Well, I live in Seattle. Um, that's way out on the West Coast for people <laughs> who don't have their atlas open. And um, and so um, and I and I'm a native of this part of the country. And uh, so I've, I've pretty much always lived here. I currently uh, am employed at the University of Washington in a, an organization called the uh, Center on Technology and Disability Studies. Mm. And um, that's a, a big name, but we actually do a number of technology-related things. We have the state's assistive technology program, which uh, provides a wide range of services to uh, people with disabilities throughout the state. Uh, we have the state's um, deaf-blind equipment distribution program through the FCC. Um, we um, fiscally are managed for that program by Perkins in Boston, but we do all the work. And um, we also actually have some programs that are not technology-related that I'm connected with. Um, we manage the Older Blind Independent Living Program for the state of Washington, which is a very unique oh. relationship. Um, the, that the, is the, different. The blind actually subgrants that to us, mm -hmm. and we manage it. It's wonderful for our providers, just as a caveat, because um, they have access to all the rest of our services. So they have access to the DeafBlind program and the AT program and, and some of the other unrelated things we do. We have a big uh, program that serves people with multiple sclerosis, and uh, we have some other things too. So it's a big it's a big program, and I'm a couple of years from retiring. So um, so then I don't know what I'll be doing. I'll be doing something, but it'll be something different in, in about two years. <laughs> you will fill your time. I will have no trouble. People are like, oh, we can't even imagine you being retired, and it's like, well, I think it'll just be a transition. <laughs> You'll wonder when you ever had time to go to to go to work. I think you're totally right. <laughs> Um, on the personal um, uh, level, as you mentioned, um, I've been a broadcaster and am a broadcaster on ACB Radio Interactive. I've actually been connected to um, ACB Radio since 2004, so quite a long time in various um, capacities. 
and I've enjoyed that thoroughly. My husband and I also have our own uh, little Internet radio station called The Ride Radio, which we've had since 2008, and uh, so we've been busy with that. He does a lot of that, but I certainly am part of it as well um, and uh, enjoy that uh, very much. Um, I have a guide dog. She's my sixth one. Uh, her name is Praline, like the food, um, or Praline if you're from uh, Louisiana. Right. And uh, so we debate how to pronounce her name. She really doesn't care. Um, she comes to both or doesn't, depending on her mood. Um, she's my sixth dog, and uh, so uh, they come in all sorts of flavors and, and ways. Um, but uh, she's, she's a fun dog. Um, what kind of dog is she? She's a yellow lab. She's actually okay. a really tiny dog. I've never had a dog so small. She only weighs 50 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, my dogs have all been a little bigger than this, but uh, she's still equally feisty with the big guys. In terms of my other things that I do, I was a music major in college, so I got all the way from that to sort of this management role that I have now in, in some rather um, circuitous ways. So... Um, I've been involved at different times in uh, musical groups and uh, playing for other kinds of things, and piano piano and organ, and um, percussion when I was in high school. I was really? in a working band. Yeah. Mm. So, um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting, interesting kind of time. I think that, uh, that there's just always so much to do and so many things to explore, and um, I'm always interested in sort of trying new things, and, and uh, so, yeah. Well, tell us, tell us a little more. Now, your dog, what, what mm-hmm. school did she come from? She came from uh, Guide Dogs for the mm-hmm. Blind mm-hmm. in Boring, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I always say that she, she, that's my first time at the Boring campus, so I always mm-hmm. say that this is my first boring guide dog. Oh. Um, she's anything but boring. <laughs> Five of my dogs have been from uh, Guide Dogs for the Blind, and actually dog number five was from Guide Dogs of America. So... Um, oh. So actually, um, uh, I most people got their dog from some other school as their first dog uh-huh. or their more recent dog, but my, he came kind of right in the middle of it all. So. I, I had a guide dog many years ago, uh-huh. and Guide Dogs of America, which at that time was International Guiding Eyes, International Guiding Eyes, yeah, yeah right. is where she was from, and okay. and uh, yeah. she was a, a great little black lab. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my uh, Newton came from there. Um, Newton and I had some challenges. He was too much dog for me, <laughs> and um, and too much dog for probably everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was too bad because he, he I think he was too much dog for himself even. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think he surprised himself at how much dog he was. Wonderful dog. We have super fond memories of him, but he wasn't a good plan for me. He he could have been for a young kid, I think, but mm-hmm. not for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't work out so well, but I had a marvelous time with them, and then I came back to GDB. So, um, you know, it's been great, and I, I definitely like the guide dog lifestyle and all of that. And we, um, we have a, one of our members here, Deanna Scoggins, 
has um, gotten a couple of dogs from GDB, mm-hmm. and her last dog is a, a cute little yellow lab named Virginia, mm-hmm. and she weighed 49 pounds Oh, my. Yeah, the dogs she are came smaller home. than they used to they be. They are. My first dog was, just by comparison, my first dog was 26 inches high and 70 pounds, mm-hmm. and she is 20 inches high and 50. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she was not disproportionately small in her class. She was one of the smaller dogs. But she was not the smallest, and there were several, even the biggest ones, none of them were as large as they kind of used to be. So mm-hmm. I, I think we're finally getting down the idea that people have small cars and yes. <laughs> small places to squish them yeah. into. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, are you involved in, in musical things now? Um, not this very second. I actually just gave my grand piano to our church, which relocated, and needed um, a better piano, and I'm going to probably move after I retire. And I decided that I didn't want to try to move it again, so I have just given it away. But I hope to get back involved in some musical things and do that, and probably not really seriously until I retire and actually have a little bit more time because um, in addition to you know everything else that I've described, I'm, I'm treasurer for our state ACB affiliate, and involved in a number of things at the local level for them. So by the time I work and then do my, you know, national things and my state things. Oh, I know. Things for the church. (laughs) Yes. And and then I work sometimes pretty long hours, you know, because Mm -hmm. of whatever happens. And and then yada, yada. And then I have to sleep once in a while. Um, (laughs) Every now and then. then, Yeah. And so really I kind of run out of time. Time, so <laughs> I know I the feeling. Higher, so I can get it all done. I yeah. Tell us about your local uh, ACB activities. Are you in the one of the Washington State chapters? Uh, I'm in the Guide Dog Users um, chapter. I'm not actually in any of the um, local chapters, the members, uh, city type chapters right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, although there are three that meet relatively near where I live, um, but um, I'm part of the guide dog users chapter and I'm on the board for that chapter and it's um, it works a little differently of course than than the other chapters because we're a statewide chapter mm-hmm. and so we only meet a couple of times a year we we meet officially in the at the fall convention we have a meeting and then and in the spring when they have uh, the spring uh, leadership training and board meeting uh, we also manage to squeeze in a meeting so uh, we don't meet in the in the fashion that others do, but we're still active. We we have a listserv and and we do some other things and and provide a lot of information to people. Um, I'm working on the redesign of the website with a couple of other people and uh, build rebuilding that and taking care of some things there. So um, we do have a, a pretty active affiliate. Our our whole state affiliate is is pretty large. We have a few uh, over 400 members. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our um, state affiliate is pretty large. So being the treasurer for the state affiliate is keeping me real busy. <laughs> um, we we have loads of transactions. And we had a big challenge when I came into the treasury. We'd had some challenges for a long time. Our previous treasurer had some physical illnesses and also maybe not all the skills you might need. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a position that's easy to get people to run for, as True. you know. <laughs> yes. And so, and so he had kind of maybe overstayed 
And so um, basically there were some things to kind of clean up and figure out mm-hmm. and sort of reset up the whole system, get it into a modern um, state, and actually get it all um, cleaned up and mm-hmm. audited and, and, and work on some actual problems, accountability problems that we had. Mm-hmm. And so that took a huge amount of time just to go through all of that, um, trying to figure out what what was going on and what there was and, and what needed to be different and, and help members understand why some things needed to be different because people had gotten kind of used to how this worked or didn't. And, you know, when you're suddenly telling people, we need to do this differently now, we need better accountability, um, that's, oh, we need receipts, we need, <laughs> oh, really? Um, so that, that, that was kind of a big jump for people. But we've, we've made that transition, and um, things are looking so much better, and, um, and we have a better idea what we have and what we're spending, and we were spending a lot more than we knew, and, uh, you know, that's a big surprise for people. So basically that, all of those things together have kept me um, incredibly busy, but that's all very healthy. And then I guess just one other real personal thing with me that I've been sharing because I'm always hoping it will help someone else. I um, decided to do a sort of a personal makeover in terms of my health and things. I wasn't an unhealthy person, but I frankly was pretty overweight and I would lose weight and not keep it off and lose weight and not keep it off. And that's one of the most unhealthy things you can do, actually. Plus and, frustrating. Oh, and frustrating. And you're so yes. discouraged because you believe you are a failure. And, yes. you know, by all the data, you are. And um, I was very fortunate. My, my doctor actually went to a seminar um, about a program operated through one of the hospitals here that um, where they they said, you know, you probably have a few patients who have done this yo-yoing thing and can't get off the bandwagon, and we might have some answers. And she said, oh, I've got four of them. And so um, we all came in and saw her, and she uh, sent us off to this. And, um, and I have um, been able to lose a, a ton of weight and keep it off and oh, wow. feel really good about it yeah. and know that that it doesn't have to come back, but I've kind of revamped my whole cooking. I never thought of myself as being a kitchen person or a culinary person, mm-hmm. but I decided I would have to be. I would need to learn to eat what they call whole foods, which are mm-hmm. foods that are not processed and mm-hmm. foods that, you know, are, are in themselves the food. And and to do that, I would have to cook a little. So. And not filled with half fructose corn syrup. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> when you That's talk brilliant. about, get, you know, don't get things with half fructose corn syrup, and yes. people, oh, well, I don't eat things with it. I don't eat it. Well, let's that. see. And they'll say, yeah. oh, well, I don't eat things with sugar in them. Yeah, oh, do you no, eat no. Do you eat cereal in the morning for breakfast? Well, yes. Oh, well, sure. read yeah, the package. You know, I think we didn't know, and I think as a blogger, oh, my goodness. You know, we don't always have, I think, the best access yeah. to the labels and all. So You're I'm right. on just kind of a one-person campaign to make sure people mm. learn how to get nutritional information. You can make your own choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do, although I'd be glad to. But but <laughs> if you at least can find out what you are doing, oh, yes. that would make a difference. I mean, yes. I feel like we are a little trapped sometimes in that we don't know. Yes. Um, 
and and we don't have the benefit of just reading every label and going, oh gosh, I am eating that. I you are so that. right. You know, yeah. and so yeah. I'm really interested, and I'm interested in it at sort of the organizational level too. It's mm-hmm. like, what can we do for our members? Mm-hmm. What can we do for the general public of folks, uh, people with vision impairment, people who are seniors who may not have you know a lot of information about this or re- know what these things are, and so um, I I'm just uh, become, my husband says fanatical, but I, I'm trying not to be fanatical. What do men know? Trying, really. I'm <laughs> what trying do they to know? be loud, though, because yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think in general, especially as, as blind people, I think we mm-hmm. have accepted that we don't have this information and we don't mm-hmm. ask enough questions. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to begin a new program mm-hmm. on ACB Radio. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be called, it'll be coming up really soon, it's called Mm -hmm. Everything's Relative, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a 30-minute show. Mm -hmm. ACB Families is actually Mm -hmm. the sponsor for it, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in the very topics you're talking about Mm -hmm. are part of the reason that Mm -hmm. I wanted to begin the program, because um, I had... um, I've had a couple of bouts with things uh, that um, last winter, the one that really got my attention was diverticulitis, and that's mm-hmm. no fun. Mm-hmm. And and so I just decided it was not going to control me. Mm-hmm. I was going to control it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get out on the Internet, and you see you see a lot of quacks. Oh, but, sure. but you also see so much good information Mm -hmm. that a lot of people just flat out do not have access to. Right, exactly. And of course that brings you to other topics that people don't have access to information. From very well rounded, um, very um, legitimate uh, sites. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our listeners on ACB radio, especially those on the telephone, do not have access to all right, of this exactly. huge amount mm-hmm. of information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I don't pretend that we're going to solve that problem mm-hmm. with that program, but at least maybe we'll open some doors. Mm-hmm. And it won't just be all, you know, what should you eat or something like sure. that. Sure. It'll be a variety of things. But um, we may want to get you to get involved oh, with us. I'd love to, that. because I just think so strongly that, that like I said, people don't, have a lot of oh, yeah. um, information about this or, or mm-hmm. processes about this, and I I know this because I think of myself as being pretty savvy on things. But you know, I started <laughs> at a different place than I am today, and I also am a, um, just as a kind of an aside. I'm also um, going to be willing to confront people and say it doesn't matter if everybody isn't doing it with you. My husband is not doing it with me, mm-hmm. and I wish that he were because mm-hmm. he has some health challenges that would be changed if if he did Mm -hmm. but he's making choices that work for him and they don't work for me anymore but they do work for him and he is choosing and Mm -hmm. he should have that right Mm -hmm. and he certainly has the information because i've got (laughs) you make sure he does and he actually you know actually does understand the choices that he's making so that's the best anyone can do but i have to tell you we don't we don't particularly eat the same. We don't particularly see it the same way. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, it is still possible to do this. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that everybody has to do it with you. Mm-hmm. You just have to be allowed to do it. 
This, this is exactly one reason why I love to talk to people when they first get involved with ACB because you find mm-hmm. out things that, you know, oh, so-and-so's on the BOP or so-and-so's on the board of directors. And we really don't think of people mm-hmm. outside of those roles sometimes. Right. It's amazing what you find out about people. Oh, absolutely. No, I It really agree. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, Deb, we are kind of out of time for this segment. I would love to talk to you sometime, too, about your internet radio station. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think people out there are just interested in in radio, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that would be fun, too, if you'd be willing to do that. Yeah, there's so many different ways people can engage. I mean, they can Mm -hmm. go in crazy like we did. Um, you know, and or or not. I mean, everybody. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we've made it. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. there are different levels of of engagement. And ACB is such a wonderful um, venue for that because, of course, we've got so many different ways and opportunities. Yes. The radio for people to engage. Oh yes, we do. In, in this, we and, do. And um, so um, that's that's absolutely wonderful too. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being on Soundprints. Uh, looking forward to getting to know you better. We're both finding ourselves as new members of the ACB radio management team, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll be at some of those conference calls that in mm-hmm. ACB we managed to show up at a lot of them. And uh, just I'm so glad that you're on the BOP. I, I think uh, I think that we're going to really benefit from from all of your background and well i'm looking forward to it it's definitely a different experience and um it'll be great glad to do it page three okay if i can have your attention for a second please tonight for our discussion time we're not going to discuss a whole lot i guess um but we thought it would be fun just to share some other game ideas. For some of you, uh, some of you probably seen every one of the old electronic games that, that's been out, but some people may not have. And I discovered a couple weeks ago that on Amazon you can buy some of the old Tiger electronic games, and sometimes they may not be brand new, but you can buy them for they wouldn't be reasonable if you were buying them brand new out in the store, but they're considered collector items now. And I'm sure you really don't want to pay $119 for a brain shift over on eBay, but sometimes over on Amazon you can pick up one for, you know, 25 or 30 bucks. One in a really good working condition for, you know, uh, a, a little more than that. I thought it would be fun to just share some of those. And um, I realized last week that there were some people that didn't know what those were. I brought the assortment of those that were in my house. If you have some in your house that you'd like to bring and share sometime, that'd be great too. I have brought the boppet that Dave Trevino had the a couple weeks ago. It's not the original one, but it's the one that has five things on it. Then we also have a brain warp. The brain warp is the round one that looks like a ball and has knobs sticking out. And you can do things by colors or by numbers. In our house, Adam was king of brain warp. Number one, game one. Uh, number one? Yeah. Yes, okay. That's colors. Yes, number one was the colors. Then there's the Henry. You really know you're old when you get the Henry out 
And Corey over here says, oh, I remember that when I was a little bitty kid. <laughs> I didn't think that was a little bitty kid's thing at all. You know? <laughs> so there's a Henry, and that's like an old concentration game that you match up sounds. And then the last is I am queen of brain shift. And so I brought the brain shift. And it's like a car, it's supposed to be like a car, a, a stick shift. It has six games in it. Several of these have different, different kinds of games in them, but there's things that are more accessible than others or things that some people like more than others. I thought that it might be fun for us just to kind of demo it just a tad, and then um, we can just kind of try them, maybe one-on-one, -on -one or, or um, you can also play them as a two-player game. Adam has uh, checkers, and Adam has some word games with him uh, in one of the conundrums. So if you're interested in doing that, that would be good too. We just wanted to kind of get us, you know, we come and we play cards, and other kinds of cards are fun too. We, we just wanted to kind of get out of the rut just a little bit. And of course, we can continue to play these after dinner. We're gonna do music also after dinner, and I'm sure we'll have some spades tables going after dinner. So, and maybe some other kind of cards. It's just kind of like I say to some people sometimes, roundabout is sort of like organized chaos. So here we are. It's been a while since I've done this, but let, let me... Uh... Game one, color, select number of players. One player, game one, round one, start on purple, follow my commands. If you don't keep up with me, you're finished. <laughs> They, they give you three rounds, and I've gotten as many as 32 out of the, a total of three rounds. It gets fast, on each round it gets faster as you go, so you have to flip them pretty good here. So I'll try again. Start on purple, yellow. So I got 17 points for the three rounds. So this game is and this game is finished. Now what now, I do on this, um, there's six knobs that stick out. Again. One up, one down, one left, one right, one toward me, one away. And I, I do it so that I know the purple is on top and orange is toward me, yellow is away from me, green is to the right, white is to the left and red is to the bottom and for me the red is always the hardest one because i have to flip it completely over to get to it and the other thing that you should say adam is that in order for it to score you have to turn the color it calls up, right. up. up. it has to be up to the top so now another thing too I, I said that yellow is 
uh, the one away from me and there is a dot in the middle of that one so I know if the one with the dot the knob with the dot is pointed away from me that that's yellow and, that, and that's how I can kind of keep it straight um, there's an old game that was out 20 years ago um, most of these came out in the late 90s um, but have have y'all played Henry no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> wait till you hear Henry <laughs> Henry is a it is kind of a it's like a square with the corners cut off um, and the object do y'all remember concentration on TV um, okay so you have to remember where things are in the grid and um, but a sighted person does too so all's fair right and but Henry instead of being pictures or whatever it's sounds I have this set on single player but it can be set for two players which is really good because Adam and I used to sit on the front porch and play Henry and I won most of the time <laughs> it's a good thing for sitting out in a swing playing Henry that's it mixing it's mixing itself up supposedly okay we're gonna come back to Henry because I can't make it talk for now okay I'm gonna show you brain shift next so. okay brain shift like I said it's supposed to be like a car a stick shift and it has six games in it the game my favorite game is game number five and that's where it gives you a pattern but it also has other games similar to the brain war in that game number one it calls out a color and you shift to that color instead of turning a ball around you take your your stick shift and it goes and and point it down into there's actually little um, there's there's six colors and there's six little grooves where you can um, move your stick shift so if it says red you move it into the little slot where red is again you have to kind of memorize where it is but there's a little dot all the way around the circle in the middle so you know if you're pointing toward one of the colors and I keep it so blues at the top and so if it wants me to shift to blue then I have to shift up to blue and down to red and then on the right I have yellow and green and the left I have orange and white now that's just how I prefer to keep it set um, and there are lights that um, show the colors around the the wheel, but that, that doesn't matter to me, obviously. So we're gonna we're gonna start it, and I'm gonna just kind of try to explain as I go along. I'm gonna show you game uh, five first, because that's my favorite, and and that is where you it gives you a pattern, and there are logarithms in the in the programming of this game that um, once if you're really serious if you're a serious player you, you I figured out those logarithms and I'll tell you there are certain colors for example if you go to red you never shift from red to orange in this in game five it will never happen you will never shift from red to green in this in that and for every color there's two you won't ever go to 
become real serious about this, so I figured those out. There are some that you can, that it will have in that pattern um, multiple times. For example, you might be looking for a pattern of 10 colors and red could repeat two or three times. There are other colors that will never repeat. Um, in the, and this is only in game five. So, um, but like I say, game five is my addiction. And I could sit and play game five. For, I'm kind of like some people with Dice World. Can, like I am with Dice World. By the way, I just won my 3,000th game in Dice World a couple of <laughs> not long ago. <laughs> I just leveled up today. It's 87 now, folks. <laughs> it's, it's an addiction. Well, brain shift can be too. So here's brain shift. Yes. You might explain that there's one minute per round increases by one number each round. Oh, yes. Okay. That's true. You have 60 seconds to solve the pattern in, in this game five. If you take 60 seconds, then you lose the, the whole, your whole game and you have to start over. It starts with five. And um, then each time, and when you solve it in 60 seconds or less, then the next round says, you know, solve six or solve seven. I have a bad round if I take 10 seconds to solve five. Let's see. Okay. Listen up. Get your brain in gear and let's play brain ship. Now choose your game. Okay. I'm turning the game around because I want it positioned um, so I can do, go to game five. Five. Secret ship. One player only. Okay. Find the secret ship pattern. You have 60 seconds to shift it or you crash. Start on blue. So what I did there, I went to blue, and blue happens to be one of those repeats, and that was a really simple one because it gave me four blues, and then I went down to red because I know blue often goes to red. So four blues and a red. Okay. No, no, it's a whole new pattern, and it tells you where to begin. And then from there, you have to guess. All right. Here we go. Get your brain in gear and let's play brain ship. Now choose your game. Okay. Five. I'll talk us through it this time. Player only. Okay. Find the secret ship pattern. You have 60 seconds to shift it or you crash. Start on yellow. Okay, now it said yellow, so I'm going to go to yellow. And I, yellow can't repeat, so I'm going to guess blue. Nope. It wasn't yellow to orange. There's a green. Okay, so yellow green. Now I crashed when I went back to yellow. And so it's yellow, green, red, white, yellow, green, red, white, and another white. So I got my five. Okay, now I'm going to do six. Okay, orange, 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 orange again, orange a fourth time, oh, a fifth, 
yellow and it crashed. So orange, 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 white. Oh, it was right. That's extra easy. So, but this will go on. Uh, it oh, it'll keep going as long as you can. I got up to 18 one time, and I thought I was going to lose my mind before. <laughs> Before I, I couldn't stand it. I don't, I've never, I've never topped out at it. Let's show you another one. Game four is is one where you have to guess a pattern, and it does show you lights. But it's kind of fun just to play it. Um, you know, even if you can't see the lights and see the patterns, it's fun to guess it. So let's listen to four. Okay, listen up. Get your brain in gear and let's play brain ship. Now choose your game. Game four, ear shift. Now, how many shifters do we have? Well, we're going to have one shifter. One shifter. Okay, look and listen. Remember the location of the six sounds. Shift all six and win. Okay, now, it would have shown me that in the lights, but I'm just going to look for it. Oh, I found it. Okay, so now I have to go. Now find I'd rather have the sound cues because you don't have to you don't have to think as much. <laughs> but uh, okay, right now you, I, I pulled the pull thing, the, uh, the pull control, and it's it's on solo mode. But there is also Vox Bop, Beat Bop. Uh, now Vox Bop is where you get the verbal commands. Vox Bop, solo. Okay, there's a Vox. Now, beat bop is the sound cues. Box bop. Okay. Beat bop. So let's see what we can do here. Bop, you have to bop it to start the play. And we have bop it, flick it, spin it, twist it, and pull it. And it gets faster as you go along. So let's see what happens. Thank <laughs> you. 
was too slow. I was too slow on the bullet. And, but it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a real fun game. Yeah, yeah, they do speed up as you get as you get faster. I mean, <laughs> they, they, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, we were going through some rubber bands one time, and Deb handed me this real thick rubber band, like you would find around a bunch of celery, and said, "Here's a fat, skinny rubber band." <laughs> but but it, it does speed up as you progress. Does anybody in here get Conundrum magazine besides me? I'm going to give you one of the one of the many puzzles and word games that they have in Conundrum magazine, which is a British Braille magazine. They have crossword puzzles and um, word finds and so on. Now, but one of them is called Target, and in the Target, they give you nine scrambled letters and uh, what you're supposed to do is see how many words you can make with that nine letters four letters or more no plurals and usually there has to be one of the nine letters in every word that you create so for instance in this one that I have tonight um, I think you, you have to have the letter L in every word and then they, they list it for you and say 27 words is good, uh, 41, is, um, yeah, 41 is very good and 56 is excellent, okay? But you also have to find at least one nine letter word in other words, where you lose all nine letters that are there. So I'm going to give you all the nine letters, and they, they've been scrambled in the magazine, but I'm going to give them to you in alphabetic order. And anybody that can figure the nine-letter word from the letters in, let's say, five minutes, I'll give you a $5 prize. Thanks for watching Wheels. It's 6.11, so, so I'll, um, I'll give you seven minutes. How about to 6.18? All right, the letters, the nine letters are C, D, E, E, F, I, K, L, R. C, D, E, E, F, I, K, L, R. Anybody can tell me what the nine letter word is? What's that? No. Yes, I do. All right, what is it, Dan? Nine letter word, C D E E F. Huh? Flickered. Boy, you're right. So you get the $5 prize. We'll play music after dinner, and if you're interested in playing cards after dinner, um, you know, we'll be sure, and when it comes time, be sure and speak up. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free-of-charge Louis database. 
http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. September 21, the Tri-State Library users will hold a dinner meeting from 6 to 8 p.m. at Clifton Pizza, 2230 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On September 22, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will have a booth at Senior Day Out in Owensboro from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., information sharing, product demonstrations, and more at the Town Square Mall in Owensboro. On September 23, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout, education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time at 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, and games and crafts 7 to 10. There will also be a walk sponsored by the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky at 7 p.m. All activities are at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. September 24 is History of Talking Books for the Blind. From 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. APH has been recording talking books since the 1930s. Join them as they chat about the highlights of the last 80 years. Free, but best for older children and adults. Registration is required. Call 502-895-2405 to sign up. On September 25, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a dine-out at Kingfish Restaurant on River Road in Louisville. Larry Cook, a 1967 KSB graduate who is well-known around Louisville as a keyboard player, will be performing with a band from 4 to 8 p.m. at Kingfish. Come for the dine-out at 4 and stay as long as you want to listen to the band. Call us at 895-4598 to let us know that you're coming for the dine-out. On September 26, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have their next membership call, 7 p.m. by conference call, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On September 28, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold a peer support group meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington, 1093 South Broadway. This will include lunch and a Skype presentation on the Script Talk by Charlotte Glass from Envision America. Members will have a chance to see a demonstration unit. Call the Bluegrass Council at 859-259-1834. On September 30 will be another GLCB roundabout at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Again, call 895-4598 
to register. October events include the following. October 2, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold committee meetings. 7 p.m. will be advocacy, 8 p.m. education and technology, and 9 p.m. activities. All on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On October 5, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet on the same conference line at 8 p.m. Eastern. On October 6, the KSB Charitable Foundation Annual Charity Golf Scramble will be held at Covered Bridge Golf Club. Information, call 502-897-3990. Also on October 6, ACB Lions will have their next conference call meeting. This is open to blind lions around the country and is an opportunity to share ideas and ways to be involved in local clubs. The meeting is at 9 p.m. Eastern. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On October 7 is a GLCB roundabout with education and technology from 3 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, games and crafts 7 to 10. $5 per person for dinner Call 502-895-4598 to register. On October 8th, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its October board meeting at 11 a.m. by telephone at 605-475-6006, code 294444. On October 8th, KCB Next Generation will hold an in-person meeting and election. For more information, contact Amanda Selm at 502-750-1774. On October 10, the KSB Advisory Board will hold a meeting at 11.30 a.m. at the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. For more information, call 502-897-1583. On October 11, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its next meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. October 12 is the Bill Roby Track and Field Games. These are activities for visually impaired children ages 13 and under at the Kentucky School for the Blind in Louisville. For more information, call 502-897-1583. On October 13, White Cane Safety Day will be celebrated at 4th Street Live in Louisville from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. On October 14, the GLCB Roundabout will be held from 3.30 to 10 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. On October 16, the KSB alumni will have its board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On October 17, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have a board meeting at 8 p.m. on the same conference line. On October 21 is the next GLCB roundabout, 3.30 to 10 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. And on October 21 and 22 is the American Council of the Blind Fall Board Meeting in Reno, Nevada. 
Also on October 22 is the Halloween Masks Workshop from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Use tactile materials to make scary or friendly masks and headdresses. Registration is required. It's good for ages 6 and up at the APH Museum. Call 502-899-2213. And on October 28 is the Statewide Rehabilitation Council meeting at the Charles McDowell Center in Louisville from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. For more information, contact Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. In November, on the 4th and 5th of November, is the 2016 Family Conference sponsored by the Kentucky School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Preschool Services. It's on the KSB campus on Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. The limit is 50 families. Call 502-897-1583, extension 0204, for more information. November 11 and 12 is the KCB State Convention, including workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends, sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Room rates are $80, and reservations can be made at this time by calling 502-897-5101. In December, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its Christmas party on Saturday, December 3. And on December 4 is the 5th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction from 7 to 11 p.m. on ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.